1: And here we go. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Friday afternoon, but not just any Friday afternoon. Playoffs? What is you S- say? Play-offs? playoffs? Super wild card weekend. Dun, dun, dun. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of... NFL experience. A pretty good head of hair. A really good head of hair, some people even say. You guys know that by now. What you should know as well, too, if you want to get involved with us here anytime over the next two hours, we'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions, of course, your game predictions, your score predictions as well. You tweet them to us. We read them on a Friday. That is our promise to you. You can get involved at Wesley Uler at The Body 52. The Body. Arthur Motes, it's January. Arthur Motes, it's Cold outside, Arthur Motes, it's doom and gloom, not doom and gloom, it's a little gray and gloomy outside, you know, the sun goes down at 5 o'clock, feels like football, feels like the playoffs, how we doing on this Friday, cousin?
0: Man, I'm feeling great, you know, we've uh, officially reached the part of the, you know, week where we've uh, had to draw a line in the sand, right? You're either mm. a diehard real fan who <laughs> believes the team is going to win or well, you're yeah, yeah. a fake fan who you believes went, that the team is not going to win. You went there, didn't you? I, I did because, you know, there's no minutiae, There's no in-between, no gray area when the fans get to go and how the fans are going right now. So, yes, we're at that part of the week. So we
1: are. For me, I'm just kind of sitting back watching the Civil War take place. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Moats is referencing we – were, we were laughing a little bit. There's a lot of people, as they always do, and it's not just Steelers fans who do stuff like this, but a lot of people – if if you don't think the Steelers are going to win on Sunday, get off the bandwagon. You're a fake fan. Yeah, just don't be that person today, okay? In fact, Arthur Motes, I would say it takes it takes being more of a fan to admit that your team might not have all the answers and might not be the greatest thing since sliced bread every single week than it does to just be like, oh yeah, we're winning every single game. And if you don't agree, you're a bandwagon fan. I don't know why I just did that voice there but I know it works. That. is that like your your that's voice? Our new, you know I got a like lot of y- different that's <laughs> no that's the new that's the new fan police voice. Oh, that's what that was. That was reviewing. This is voice right here, you man. You think there's any possibility the Steelers are going to lose this game? You're not a real fan. I just kind of went, this threw some Hulk Hogan in there too. It felt like ooh. Well, you know,
0: sometimes you got to be like that. Sometimes you just got to get what do you call it, Multi multi uh, multifaceted with, with your uh, your vocals. So yes, <laughs> kudos to you for that. I yes. like your range, Arthur motes
1: <laughs> I I am with you. I've been laughing at some of these tweets. Let's just, everybody, just settle down, all right? The Steelers are 12.5-point underdogs for a reason. Yes. But we also think that they have a chance for this to be a real game. and, and For to, a reason as well. For a reason yeah. as well, too. You you can believe both of those things and not have to get in fights and civil wars about questioning people's fanhood, fandom? Fandom or fanhood? Which one? Uh, fandom. fandom.
0: Fandom sounds more professional. Fanhood, though, is just more common, I think. Mm. It's more like the casual version. It's like, man, he has great fanhood. Oh, look at the fandom over there! Wow, <laughs> bloody marvelous, darling. Them over there in London <laughs> on the soccer pitch. Now, why we always gotta go across the pond? Why- You're American. This is America. America. We're talking about American football, not America. that other, not that other fools' ball they play over there on the grass that they call the pitch. All right. Do they call it dub pitch? Dub pitch, like dub body, <laughs> just
1: like. Duh, body. <laughs> Duh, I see, I see where you went there. Arthur Motes, I, you know, we are all kinds of charged up. We've been in here in our studio for about a half an hour laughing, getting ready for the show. It's playoffs. That always puts an extra pep in your step. And speaking of playoffs, Arthur Motes, for our day ones, they'll remember this. You know, I stayed up all night. I did the research. I took notes. I've got facts. I've got opinions on everything. And in my research, my extensive research last night, Arthur Motes, I was kind of came upon a realization that the last time the Steelers won a playoff game tomorrow will be the five-year anniversary. Mm-mm-mm. Almost five years ago to the day, January fifteenth, two thousand and seventeen. Almost five years ago. Again tomorrow, in Kansas City, eighteen to sixteen, the Steelers beat the Chiefs. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are talking about it behind six Chris Boswell field goals. How can we forget it? And we were talking a little bit yesterday about how it's funny how you know Andy Reid is a god now in Kansas City, but at a lot of different times, people there wanted him fired. That was one of those That was one of those times. Yes,
0: that was one of those ones.
1: We just lost a home playoff game to a team that didn't score a touchdown. Get Andy Reid out of here. Arthur Motes, the last time the Steelers won a playoff game, January 15th, 2017, at Arrowhead Stadium, almost five years to the day in Kansas City. What do you remember about that day, Arthur Motes, other than the six Chris Boswell field goals? Well.
0: I remember, first off, that two days prior to that, I got information there was supposed to be an ice storm out there, and the kickoff time was going to be altered. We were supposed to play that game Sunday at 1 o'clock. Correct. got moved to Sunday night, 825. But for us, we ended up having to fly out a day earlier um, and change our times and stuff like that. So I remember that part initially was different, us being in a, you know— Hostile environment mm-hmm. early on, but understanding that we really can't enjoy the city because the weather was bad. So you're sitting in your hotel room, you're just kind of you know going through the motions and stuff like, like looking out that. the window. Is yeah. it really a storm
1: out there? What's and then, going and on? then
0: because it's a prime time game, you got to wait all, you sit there all day. day. You are waiting all, all day for Sunday day. night. But I do remember when you get when we got there, the atmosphere. They're very similar to Steeler fans in terms of home atmosphere yes they show up you don't they take tailgate, over their stadiums they're, they they're going to talk trash they're going to have a blast there's a
1: lot of starter jackets the, in the, the parking sa- lot the
0: same way we have our signature things in terms of the terrible towel in terms of playing renegade they have their signature things in terms of when they make the uh seminal chant right mm-hmm. the home, along with when they do the national anthem we talk mm-hmm. about it and the home of the instead of saying break they say chiefs, chiefs. Everybody in there—it's one of the Mm -hmm. most awesome things ever. If you had a chance to experience it, right? So Mm -hmm. when I throw all those things like that, man, I think of all that. I think of the 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 prime time set. How it was dark out there, but then I also remember just certain matchups. Tyree Tyree Kill was in that game, but he wasn't the Tyree Kill as a a wide receiver. Yes, but this was Tyree Kill, the elite return man Mm -hmm. who had already returned multiple kickoffs and punts for touchdowns, and. We came in, and most teams at that time weren't kicking to him. We said we have to set the tone. We were going to kick to him. And Boz did a great job in terms of the ball placement Haynes As a group, we all did a good job with that unit of minimizing him. But from there, we just felt like it was a collective effort. We knew, okay, the offense going of not score touchdowns, but you pull up L. Bell stats. Hmm. Le'Veon Bell was the reason. I mean, they could he, not stop he him. He was unreal. We can't kick six field goals without getting in field goal position. <laughs> and trust me on this one, L. Bell was a big... He, he, was, he was unreal that yes, day. Yes, he was a big reason for that. Part of the reason that, you know, we ended up costing us the following week. <laughs> you know, he... <laughs> Yeah. We ran that thing until it couldn't run anymore. Let's not talk about that. All right. But in the moment, it worked out. It was great. But those are some of the things that I thought of. I think of, you know, just the intimidation. Ryan Shazir coming up with a big turnover. I think of James Harrison when we were talking about his matchup against Eric Fisher and how we just felt like he had his number. Oh, yeah. Like, those are some of the things I think of with this matchup. I think of Vince Williams with the big hit inside the 20 on Tyreek Hill on the opening kickoff. I think of those things in terms of setting the tempo and ultimately giving us a chance. Because remember, with that particular group, none of us had won playoff games prior to the week before. Correct. All of us were young. The year before that, we lost in 2014 to the Ravens at home. So we had never had success. We had got out of that... uh, you know, the the, the previous year what we had beat, um I forgot who it was we had beat that Miami. previous year. Miami. Mm-hmm. And obviously we lost on the road to Denver. When, when Bud Dupree killed a guy. Yeah, so it was like, man, we really hadn't had a run where we won multiple games where we felt like we could do something significant. We thought that season, that offseason, everything was the foundation for that. That offseason, I remember us coming in there. And we're like, man, if we want to do what we want to do, we have to win in the postseason. We have to start stringing these things together. And the intensity picked up and it carried over to 17 when we got the two seed because we felt like, OK, 16, we set it up and we did a lot. But we ended up having to go on the road to New England sure. for the ASU championship. Sure. We said, man, we got to get that home field that following year. And that was why even more so the regular season, we had such a heightened sense of urgency from start to finish with that. Now granted postseason didn't go out the way it did. It didn't work out for us the way we wanted it to but a lot of that I think of starting back to that Chiefs game Mm -hmm. starting back to that playoff run that we went on that year because that was for us our first go around of really having success and kind of putting our name in our own Steelers legacy because it's easy when you get here to hang on the legacy of all the other teams that have went to the postseason all the other teams that have won you know the division that have won the Super Bowl. It's a
1: dangerous thing yeah. when you're an organization as you know Absolutely. as storied as the Steelers are.
0: So for us, we were like, man, where do we stand in this? Like, yeah, we got a division championship. That's cool, but where do how do we cement how do we cement our legacy? Mm-hmm. And we thought, man, that was that year for us. I mean, obviously, you fall short in NFC championship and it hurt, but it was like, man. That was one of them years, man, mm-hmm. where it was like, man, it felt good to yeah. at least feel like you're working. Yeah, wins. we're, we're yeah.
1: back, getting something going in the right in the direction. AFC championship game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I like how you said that there, because you wanna you wanna appreciate history, you wanna honor and respect history, but you you know, you want to appreciate, you wanna honor, you want to respect the past, but you don't want to live in it. And and I, I think you're absolutely right on that. And by the way, it was thirty carries for a hundred and seventy yards for Lev Bell.
0: Yeah. Was that, that the same? Had,
1: he also had two receptions.
0: I was gonna say, was that the same season where he, we went up to Buffalo? He had three hundred on the ground. Was Believe that the so. same year as the well? Snow, right? Snow yeah, game? the snow game.
1: Believe so. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was cooking that year.
0: Yeah, Bell was on one. He was, he, he was, was on. He he, that's, that's he that was. Some, ring the bell. That's what we just say. Ring the bell. Ring you, you see, you know, mic the bell. drop. Yes. First down, mic drop. We know what it was.
1: Well. Motsi, we'll see if history can repeat itself. It'll be almost five. You know, if, it, if the game was tomorrow instead of Sunday, it would be five years to the day since the yeah. Steelers got their last win in that same stadium. Uh, still a chance for maybe some things to cycle back there. And uh, as It is we- funny.
0: Uh, I will say this. Just my perception, even now, media fan perspective, right? Going into Kansas City doesn't seem as daunting as it was when we would go have to go to New England. Hmm. And – I wonder—is it because we've had access against them in the postseason, Probably. whereas with New yeah. England, we know we've historically struggled when having to go on the road there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think don't think that's—I think that's because I feel like if we were talking about going to New England and Brady was there, right? In any at any phase of his career, the divide that we're talking about right now. Oh, you're a fake fan if you don't believe. Oh, you're 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 too biased if you do believe, like, I don't feel like it would be no, as No, those same people it would <laughs> say, oh, we're going to lose. Yeah, we're, we're going to see Brady. He's more, oh, Mike Tomlin can't beat Bill Belichick. We're going to lose. Right, whereas with Kansas City, it's like, man, they are super explosive, ultra explosive, probably more explosive than those offenses that we would see. They've been in the final four for three <laughs> straight years. But you could just feel the, the, the mood, the tone is different, and I do think part of that is because we've done it before. The last time we've had a matchup like this, of this level of significance in the postseason, we went in there and did what we were supposed to do. And I do think that that, I don't think it haunts anybody, but I do think that's a a little bit of a feather in the Steelers cap in terms of how we can motivate, in terms of belief they can get it done. Completely
1: agree. Scott tweets, we're going to win. But if not, I'll still be a fan with the crying emoji. <laughs> and he says, can you please update on us on Juju? I'm reading a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Arthur Motes, when mm-hmm. we uh, discussed Juju yesterday, all mm-hmm. signs, all indicators were pointing to there was slim to no chance he was going to play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, from reports both locally, mm-hmm. you know, our, our buddy Dale Lolly was on this this morning, um, and nationally, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network saying now that there's a good chance that Juju will play on Sunday, that it'll be a snap, you know, it won't be full go, 100% usage. It'll be a, a snap count, a pitch count type thing, if you will. But I tell you what, that is now, as, as quickly as I was, you know, this is another one of those moments. I'm not I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid to yeah. admit when I was wrong. As quick as I was to dismiss that yesterday, it now seems like a real possibility.
0: I'm not going to, I'm still very skeptical. You're still very skeptical? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um- couple of reasons first how the report started out it first started with Deontay Johnson saying oh man he looked great to me in practice well I rewind myself back to when Cam Hayward was asked a question a couple of months ago about Stephon Tua, and his running say hey man Tua's out there running he looks great we still haven't seen Tua just yet so that was the first thing when I thought about that then when I started seeing the reports it was varying you bring up Dale Lally but you look at Jerry Dulac, yeah. and he's saying the opposite. He's saying, saying, yes, the he opposite, looks good, but he's trending not playing. I'm plan. glad you brought that up. So once again, you're getting these varying reports. Now, national media, they're just going to run with whatever the reporters say, and obviously that's just how it works. That's the nature of the business. But the biggest reason why I personally don't believe he's going to be available, and if he is, I don't think it's going to be of significant impact just yet, is number one, yesterday's practice. What type of practice was that? In terms of the equipment that was worn. Would it you was, call it a w- it full was, no, pad- it was not. I was
1: gonna say it was not a I don't know what I would call it, yes. but it was not a padded practice. Yes. Yeah. So, so <laughs> shells.
0: So if I'm saying to you, Wes, go out here and run routes, we're not gonna be physical because we're not wearing pads, you don't have to carry that extra weight as well. Well, if you've been, you know, working out, staying in shape, you should be able to do that, correct? But we would both agree that it becomes drastically different when we put shoulder pads on, the conditioning element. Because regardless of how hard he's been training, he has not been training with full equipment on. We know that part. Second part is different when you're not getting hit versus getting hit even in practice. Mm -hmm. But then we take it a step further. Do you think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to take it easy on his shoulder? Or do you think the Kansas City Chiefs, when they're tapping him, they're going to say, hey, easy juju. Is this a nice way to fall? Is this appropriate? You know, things that are (laughs) extended to Juju in practice. Yesterday, I'm sure nobody was going to do anything physical to Juju because of that. If Juju were to stumble, hey, hey, everybody back up. Hey, hey, give him room, give him room. That's not how it works in a game. And that's for regular season. Now, when you talk about playoffs, it gets to another level. And that's why, for me... I just have my doubts when I think of a guy that hasn't played since how many months ago, Yeah, and you're talking about putting him in there off of two practices, and now you're going to put him it's in a like playoff game? It's not like he was game? practicing
1: last exactly. week. Exactly. It's not like they activated that 21-day right. window last week or not ahead of the Browns game.
0: Not at all. And and I get it. I mean, people oh well, well Bud Dupree, I worked with him, and I get that part. But I will say this, Bud, it was still different. He hadn't had to go under the knife. He didn't miss a substantial amount of time and then return. It was, he's on IR. Well, actually, he started the season playing, was on IR for probably like a couple of weeks, and then came off of that. Very different in the manner in which those guys were placed on IR and returned from that. So that's the biggest reason for me why, even though I saw all these reports and I get why Still Nation is excited, right? Juju is a name that we love. Juju is a guy that we get excited to watch. But as I broke down yesterday, his play is predicated on physicality. physicality. A guy that hasn't had to be physical since when? Since his injury. And now you're going to take that and just throw it back out there? I'm not as comfortable with that. It makes me a little bit more pessimistic in terms of the approach, in terms of the speediness of it. And I don't want it to just be, well, he's out there for the sake of just being out there. Because if you're out there for the sake of just being out there, well, I feel like it's more bad than sure, good that sure. can happen for Juju because yeah. he's also in a
1: contract year. I was gonna say he's also in it's a contract a, year for him. He's in a he's in a sticky situation yeah. right now. He
0: go out there and he doesn't look hundred percent. Or he goes out there and, and re engines. Or something. he goes out there and makes it worse. The team has until March essentially to make a decision on him. You want to put your free, if you want to risk it I understand. Sure, cuz
1: he might be looking at it too and saying, yeah. if I go out there and I have a really good game, I can make myself more money. I can Absolutely. make myself I can set myself up for a nice payday. And, and that is something that him, his agent, his family He'll are going to all have
0: to have it. a conversation about. Because that is the risk-reward that he is going that's to be balancing bi- right the now. That's the business of, yes. of this game. Because as much as we think about how last year went, last year Juju was fully healthy. Last year Juju didn't have the best statistical season, but it was a far cry better than this statistical season. And we saw his market, ultimately, which helped him come back here. I do not think, based on the productivity that he had this season with this injury, if he were to go out there and re-injure it or make it worse or just not look good, that that's going to help his market in any way, shape, or form. So once again, he's going to be putting his trust Mm -hmm. in the organization. Now, this organization already has Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool.
1: And we know they like to draft wide receivers.
0: So if you want to go that route, I understand. But be cautious. Yeah. And that and that's just not me as a Steeler fan. That's just me as a player. Yeah. A, an alumni. That's the alumni talk of bro. That's your protect your this, chicken yes, message. Because yeah. that's how these things happen. And I've seen it too many times with guys like Juju who love the team and they want to commit and, and risk it at times.
1: And they want to make the fans happy. Right. And, and yeah.
0: sometimes, man, the team will have their back. But more times than not, it's the other thing that happens.
1: We know it's a business. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: that's what they tell us. It's me. a
1: ruthless business. That's what they say.
0: It's a business. And then the fans, you're like, well, you know what? Yeah, man, I do like this receiving prospect a little bit better. Ah, Juju isn't a, you know, he's not as explosive with all AB anyways. Ah, he'll be all right. now we don't need him. Bring hey, Draft the young guy, man. Let, let Juju test the market. And now Juju's on the outside looking in. That's how, it, it's stuff like that that transpires from these type of moves yeah. right here.
1: We, we, we've said it on this show many times. I think I said it earlier this week. They 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 always tell you. It's, when you say it's a game, they'll tell you it's a business when you say it's a business, they'll tell you it's a game yeah it's 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 a tough place to be in but it is it's certainly something to keep an eye on I think over the next 48 hours or so i I tend to come down with moats on this i I do wonder do you think there'd be a scenario where they'd give him a helmet he'd be active on game day but he'd almost be used as like the pseudo like fourth or fifth wide receiver yeah but that's what I said I was like if they we're just might dressing, just...
0: but that's what I said. I said if you're just dressing juju for the sake of dressing him because that's what you're referring to. When you're talking but about, but no, maybe, maybe he no, gets think five or
1: six snaps.
0: You're talking Juju. If it's a one possession th- game so in the fourth just, quarter. To, just think what you just said. Last time we saw Juju on the field, what was his snap count? Very high. So when you talk about <laughs> going from ninety plus percent of the snaps to you talking five or six, you're just dressing the guy for the sake of dressing him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like, if you're gonna dress him, I'm not disagreeing right. with that. But that's kind of how I look at it. If, if he's healthy enough to go, and you're gonna dress him, use him. But Hmm. if he's not healthy enough, I don't want to see this five, six play What if it's a
1: dozen snaps? What if it's 15 snaps? I mean, I get what you're trying to do. What if it's 25 to 33% of the snaps? One out of three, one out of four plays, he's out there. Like
0: I said, I get it. That's just my personal preference. Okay. Because Juju isn't a guy that we utilize like that. Juju's a guy that you want out there. For not just the pass game, particularly for the running on game. First down when you're Absolutely. trying to run the ball. Yeah. So, so it's like I want him out there when we're trying to run the ball because he gives us an upgrade in blocking. But then I also want him out there when we're trying to throw the ball because even though our receivers struggle with separation, he is the best and most consistent at combat catching. So once again, totally agree. even those 15 plays or the 20% of those plays, I'm going to be happy, but I'm going to be pissed the other 80% when I'm watching you know, bad personnel decisions, <laughs> yeah. and they're trying to execute, and we're scratching our head like, why doesn't the running game work? Why can't Ben throw it over the middle of the field? And I'm looking over here like, well, because the guy that you usually would use in these situations is standing over there on the sideline. But since he's in uniform, I'm, my mind is telling me that he's 100% healthy because he's in uniform. But you're telling me he's not healthy because he's still on the sideline. Ugh. And that's going to be an issue. No different when we see T.J. Watt at times when he comes out of the game. And it's like, yeah, he's dealing with something, but he's fully dressed. It just doesn't compute. You're looking like, how can he be fully dressed? But he's not out there. I just don't know how this works. That's how I feel I would be feeling on Sunday night, especially if we were to get down. Especially if I'm looking and we have a drop or a missed sure, block. Sure, uh, sure. That's, that's where my mind's going to go. That's just me personally, though. No, but I, what about you, though, man? I,
1: I like, I, like, It's hard for me to disagree. Like, I, I do agree with you there. The irrational fan side of me is like, well, just have him dressed because what if it's the fourth quarter and it's a one possession game and you know you yeah, just throw him out there. You just throw him out <laughs> there. Him out yeah, there. just, throw him, just there. throw him out there. You know, like he's gonna be, he's gonna be good at there, standing on the sideline <laughs> for three hours. Just, just throw him, him, out him out there. Out Don't there. Worry about it. Just throw him out there. But yeah, the, the more you know, take the fan aspect of it. Be rational. Think about this from a bigger picture too, both for the team and for Juju. Um, yeah, I I completely agree with everything you just said.
0: I said if he is healthy. And but if he was good. healthy, he would have been practicing earlier than
1: this week. And like, that's
0: my biggest issue. It's like I get the optimism. I get, oh, the report said, so why did they wait till now? They could have done this last week.
1: Like I said, if he was practicing done done last like week, week, this before. is a completely different conversation. And that's why
0: when we completely came in here and talked different. yesterday, what did I say? I said, man, best case scenario, I'm thinking AC Championship because now, okay, he's going to have this week and next week of practice. Yes. I'm hoping that one of those days be a padded practice, him at least. Yes. And now you feel like okay, I've worked this guy out. He's ready to go, and he's not gonna hurt himself. He can protect himself. Right now, they cannot one hundred percent say that Juju can protect himself because they haven't had to see it. It's
1: different. No, it is. It's it absolutely is. And you got the decade of NFL experience. I mean, you you know it's, you it's know different. what you're talking about in this it's, regard. It's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. I don't think anyone should argue with you on this one. You
0: talk about oh man, he went on practice shirt and shorts practice compared to an NFL game, a night and day playoff game. Even a preseason game, it's night and day. But knowing firsthand, Juju knows firsthand what that playoff atmosphere is like. That ain't that ain't give you uh uh-uh. that's when you had the women and the children. You know that's how it goes. <laughs> like let's be real about it, it's man. That's true.
1: No, it's absolutely true. I'm with you. What say you guys? You know where to get at us on Twitter at Wesley Uler, at the body fifty-two. You can uh, also tweet us your predictions. Reminder for some of you who might have might not be regulars, maybe you're listening to SNR here, getting ready for the playoffs. Welcome to the party, pals. All right, hold on real quick here. Welcome to the party, pals. Uh, our promise to you on Fridays or, you know, when the Steelers play on Monday or Thursday during the week. Our last show before a Steelers game, you tweet us your prediction. We read it off before you get out of here. Our only request is that you please just tweet it to us once because when you tweet it, I bookmark it. We got it. We do that at the end of the show in our final segment. Motsi, before we go to break here, we got like two, three minutes before we got to go to break. The actual, the official NFL All Pro list, not the PFF one, not the ESPN, the NFL.com, the AP NFL All Pro list just dropped. Mm-hmm, you want to mm-hmm. run through this real quick, instant reactions? Sure, I haven't even seen it yet. All right, here we go. Quar- here's what we we'll do. You you want, wait. You want me to tell you, or you want me to guess? No, tell me. Okay, quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, running back Jonathan Taylor. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mark. Mm, They went Debo. Yeah. Mark Andrews, which is surprising to me. Trent Williams, Joel Batonio, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, Tristan Wirfs.
0: Yeah, I don't like the Debo over Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, and I don't like Mark Andrews over Kelsey. For first team, But. I know Kelsey missed some no, time. No, 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 but uh, Andrew's uh, – didn't he, he set the record? The uh, Rece- Was it reception t- Yeah, tight
0: end receiving yards that's, or something like that. Or the receptions or receiving yeah, yards? It's one or the that's other. That's true. He just set a record, and this, and this is why. first team
1: only. I would imagine
0: yeah. Kelsey will be, will be on there. And that's why I'm thinking about Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Like, I think of both of those two guys I would probably have over Debo. The rest, totally the rest of agreed. it I don't have an issue the with. The rest like, of it Aaron I really Rogers, don't. Aaron Rodgers. But, but them putting him as AP first team probably means MVP as well then. I would think so. Yes.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Remind, if we have time, I've got an MVP take for you. Okay. I don't think it should be Aaron. Okay. I don't think it should be Tom Brady. <gasps> not it. We'll, 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 you we'll like ta- the receiver. We'll, that's fine. Uh, I think I think you're wrong. Okay. We'll, okay. We'll, ta- we'll talk about that at some point when we got more time and we're not rushing it. So that's just, again, that's just the first that's team first offense. Team. Yeah, that's his first team. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, seeing Tristan worse on there. Do you oh. say, who was the center? Oh. Uh, uh, Kelsey.
0: Wh- oh No. The, oh, they went him over Crete? surprise but you know how that works too the veteran yeah. that's why you know
1: that's what we've talked about that with tj watt and micah yeah, for defensive like, player of the man, year they're I would, just gonna I would go def- for the veteran yeah i would probably have went creed both of those guys though i think are the two clear yeah. cut best this kelsey was very good the second half of the season and tristan struggled a little bit this year too man he did mm. he did at times uh okay defense before we get out of here edge this this was not many surprises particularly up front edge edge rushers tj watt and miles garrett Ooh, big big shocker there Wait, wait, wait till you see how they did it. Okay. Interior, Aaron Donald and Cam Hayward. How about okay. our guy Cam? First okay. team. Let's go. Yeah, that's I was like, I
0: don't know why Cam got upset about
1: that dude the other day, posting about Justin uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I'm like, Well, you gotta worry about that. Yeah, who cares? Like, this ain't it. the real one. Yeah. Linebackers, Micah Parsons, your boy Darius Leonard, Devondre Campbell. Mm, I'm glad. He, I'm glad Campbell. Got I first am too. Game, bro, I would have gone Eric. Would have gone Eric Kendricks,
0: but I don't hate that. Yeah, but Kendricks is more because I think it's more of a name with Kendricks though. Because it's true. Devondre, man, he's been balling out, bro. He's he been playing at extremely he, high he's, level he's, this he's, year. He's
1: very good. Yeah. Uh, corners: Trayvon Diggs and Jalen Ramsey. Not Kendrick shocked there. With that, yeah. Safeties: Kevin Byard and Jordan Poyer. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I know people are gonna be. Oh no, not
0: Poirier, but it's like, bro. Jordan Poirier, man, he is a top-notch safety. If you watch him yeah. playing in and so play out. So is Kevin Byer. Absolutely. And even Micah Hyde. And that's why we always talk about the Bills safety combo of Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. They're really good safeties. I thought Poirier was uh, snubbed as a pro bowler. Yeah. You watch him. He does what you want as a safety, man. He creates the big play. He's a, a racer. I mean, like, he can tackle. He's a complete guy.
1: Completely and agree. Kevin Byer is a turnover magnet. I mean, let's be real. Completely agree. We'll do more. We'll do more looking at those Have lists. Have they showed the second team yet? They have, uh, or um, any I think just the first team. Now, the second team usually. Like, what, about, this just, what about specialists? Though? Yeah, yeah. Justin Tucker. Um, hold on. I got it right here. Justin Tucker, punter A.J. Cole. Uh, Braxton Barrios is kick returner. Devin Duvernay, punt returner. Okay. Um, long snapper, uh, Luke Rhodes. Special teams, J.T. Gray.
0: Okay, okay. It
1: looks like just the first team. This was just released, I mean, I'm talking 15 minutes ago, first team. So I bet you we'll get the rest here soon. We'll talk about that more maybe next week, more about that. And i got to give you my MVP take as well, too, how I don't have Brady, how I don't have Rodgers, how I have someone else. We'll get into all that, but we come back here. It's time for a little scene setting. All right, you know what it is the rest of the show. We're focused on Arrowhead. We're focused on the Chiefs. And what better way to get you ready than a little five-star Friday? We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving
0: here with a loss. Not going to be us.
1: Professor Moats will lay it down. He'll give you the five-star matchups when we return on the other side. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.